brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. It is definitely time for more suds. Welcome to this suds episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. I'm one of your hosts here at the table, good old boy Mike. Joining me here at the table is good old boy Dave. Towdy Davey time. (laughs) (laughs) Good old gal Juliana. Hey guys. And the always pleasant Reverend Mark. How you doing, boys and girls? (laughs) So, uh, really great to uh, have our Core Suds gang back together for the show today. Woo-hoo. Sips, Suds, and Smokes is sponsored by Craft Beer Kings. Craft Beer Kings is a home for all your beer and wine needs. It's also home of the Mystery Box. You can reach them at www.craftbeerkings.com. Well, our Suds segments are all about beer, beer, and definitely more beer. And here's what we're going to talk about today. This is a show-and-tell show. Each of our hosts has brought a beer, and we'll talk about those in just a second. But as we go along, uh, we're going to be rating these. Juliana gets the honors of going over our Suds ratings for today. So today, like always, we'll be tasting and discussing these beers and rating them with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. Number one. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Number two. Was that a belch? Number three. What a relief. Number four. A body should really not make that sound. And number five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Thank you, Juliana, for going over our Suds ratings for today with such flair and professional spirit, unlike some people at the table like... Why are you looking at me? <laughs> and yes, crowd, we're all looking at Dave. You know, so uh, see, the everybody doesn't know that at the beginning of the episode, I I'm like, who's going to read? You know, the ratings for today, and it was interesting. Dave was the first one that said Juliana's going to read them because he knows his ability to do it correctly every single time is a bit of a challenge. <laughs> Some of those words are pretty big. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us today for this Suds show. It's a show-and-tell episode. Each host has brought a beer to talk about, and the rest of the hosts are going to have uh, a chance to both try the beer. We'll offer up our tasting notes as we go around today as well. So um, after they introduce the beer, uh, they'll do their tasting notes, and then we'll rate the beer. So here are the beers we're going to talk about for today. Uh, I have brought Mike, good old boy Mike, has brought Logston's Oaked H Bretta. Um, Dave has brought Evil Twins, Sour Bikini. Mark has brought Sammy Claus, 1996. And Juliana has brought Prairie Funky Gold Amarillo. So those are the beers that uh, we're going to be discussing today on this show-and-tell episode. Hopefully there's something here for everybody. So the first thing that I thought was funny is, so another thing that uh, our listeners don't know is, on this, uh, sometimes with show and tell show, I have like a declared theme. Like, you know, we're going to talk about a wheat beer, or we're going to talk about, you know, a sour beer, or dark beer, or, you know, a stout or a porter. This time it was just a grab bag. I said, bring whatever you want. And I thought what was funny is everybody brought something that had a little bit of sourness on it. So I don't know if that says something about our natural taste buds, or maybe we just need to do another sour show because <laughs> we haven't done one in a while. So, uh, some really great beers to uh, talk about today, and hopefully there's something on here for everyone for sure. So we'll get uh, right to it, um, and uh, I think what we'll do is we'll start with um, Dave will be up first uh, with Evil Twin Sour Bikini. So Dave, tell us all about this beer, and uh, try not to use any big words, okay? I will <laughs> try. All right, so uh, Evil Twin is one of my favorite breweries. And uh, Sour Bikini is probably now one of my favorite lawnmower slash boat slash 
sitting outside when it's warm beers. It's a 3% ABV sour, um, American sour wild ale. It uh, starts with a crisp, very well carbonated uh, appearance and feel. Uh, you get a lot of citrus, particularly grapefruit in the front, and uh, some hay, or maybe bread. Bread or hay, I don't know. Something made with grass uh, in the finish. But it's still very drinkable, very refreshing. Uh, super tart beer that uh, warms up well as well. Mm, cool. So, um, anybody know about how long this has been out? I think I've seen it in the market maybe for the last two years. I don't think it's been out much longer than that. Have yeah, you guys seen it I'm out any, it. any longer than it's that? It's pretty new, yeah. 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 Well, the thing uh, that I'll start with is that I am just completely emotionally scarred because Dave said uh, when we were talking about who brought what, he said every time you think of the word bikini, think of me. So (laughs) I just want to say, you know, I am just completely emotionally scarred now. People just went blind all across the country. (laughs) We we have a whole new group of people that are are completely banned from. Banned once again. So Dave, you can't say the word bikini anymore, okay? <laughs> all right so my tasting notes here on evil twins uh sour bikini uh yeah pretty simple my tasting notes around this um dry sour drying and sour <laughs> wow uh, with uh, just a little bit hints of uh, maybe lemon i think is uh, if i had to go for the citrus that's here so um great beer uh you know um with so many things to choose from from evil twin um I mean, if I had to probably put this someplace, it almost it almost feels like a base beer that Yeppe is kind of playing around with, mm-hmm. you know. And he hasn't. This was like he started with a base, and then he, you know, um, I don't know what this is. It almost tastes like lacto on this, but I don't it know is, if that's yeah. the case. <clears throat> um, and but you can almost it's like almost like watching a painting, you know, in development. So I think he took something that was like maybe at stage four of ten. And dropped it in a bottle and you know so i can see him kind of playing with this you know more and more as as things go on either adding some additional funk to it or actually dropping this in a barrel of some kind um so it'll be interesting my suds rating for sour bikini from evil twin is going to be a three Ah, what a relief. Up next is going to be Revan Mark with his tasting notes. Yeah, I liked it very, very much. Uh, I like the intense effervescence of it. Um, and it was kind of like just it took me way, way, way back to when we got the uh, the summer grapefruits, you know, from Florida. And it's kind of like the squeezings, you know, just out of the rind with not too much pith, but it was just just very intense and yet it didn't have much of a lingering after pucker because i guess of the, the just because of the um the low gravity aspect of this beer so i i agree with dave it's a really sort of the quintessential uh, lawnmower beer and uh one that i would like to have a few more bottles stored away for the hotter days to come yet so with all that said, I'd like to give it a four. Wow, how about that? A four. A body should really not make that sound. All right, so we're swinging around to good old gal Juliana about Evil Twin Sour Bikini. I really Without thinking of blinding flashes with Dave. She's seen me in, wow. a, in a bikini. It's really not all that bad. Wow. Mm. You know, truly. Now I'm emotionally scarred. Now I, I have a mental problem to deal with on top of this. This is not getting better. Please save us from this. What are your taste notes on this beer? Well, this is, to me, this is a girly, this is, it's a girly sour beer. Um, because it's it's tart and it's sour but it's got a nice clean soft finish to it and i think that's a good beer for those that are like trying to get into sours but don't like the heavy sour beers if that makes any sense um i mean yeah there's a bit of barnyard there's a bit of lemon in it um but it's all it's all very subtle and i could see how this could be the base for things to come yeah um you buy into the fact that yeah no totally like you know maybe step three or four of a of a bigger plan oh my gosh yeah i mean i could see adding like sour fruits to it um and adding like different um different funky yeast to it you know maybe even trying like different hop specialties like doing single hop 
um, specialty beers that seems to be a trend lately with this as a base yeah i could see doing a lot of stuff with it and um like some other people in the room i'm giving it a number four. Oh wow how about that again a body should really not make that sound well uh dave other than being you know emotionally scarred uh thinking about a lot of things uh sounds like a, a great beer for sure so thank you for bringing that that was a good way for us to get sure. right off the bat here all right so i am uh i'm gonna go next here so uh, the beer that i brought is from uh logston uh is where this uh this brewery is the name of the brewer the name of the beer is oaked age bretta uh this is from oregon and i'm sorry i don't know the town it's from right off the bat um i do want to thank um our friends at uh made in oregon who uh, helped source this uh, beer for me to bring so sometimes it's a little difficult to get a hold of some things and uh, they were kind of instrumental in helping uh, get this beer so let me tell you a little bit about oak age bretta abv on this is eight percent and here is the brewer's uh, description of this our oak age bretta is made with uh saison is it saison bretta i'm gonna go for that uh, that is aged for a period of time to develop the wood age character in beer, oak tannins, vanilla notes, and a subtle smoky spiciness soften and mellow this beer over time. The aged unfiltered beer is refermented and carbonated in the bottle with select yeast strains to provide added dryness and complexity, then sealed with beeswax for additional aging. So, huh, that wasn't just regular everyday wax that was on top of the bottle. I thought that was interesting. So it is kind of cool. Again, the ABV on this is eight percent, and it has declared IBU of, of thirty-five. So definitely not hoppy. That's for sure. Hmm. So uh, very interesting beer. Uh, my tasting notes uh, on this, uh, real quick, are I wrote down kind of malty, uh, bread, um, citrus, and dry. Those were the basic things that I wrote down, and that's before I read the you know brewer's description of it, which. There are some things that they mentioned there that I don't think that I, I picked uh, picked out. So, uh, very interesting beer. I'm glad uh, I got to try it today. And as this was the first time I had this beer, so I'm tasting it blind with you guys today as well. Up next is uh, Reverend Mark to talk about his tasting notes on the Logston Oak Age Bretta. Yeah, the three words that came to my mind right off were hazy, chunky, and funky. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this. I don't have a funk sound loaded <laughs> on the board. So. <laughs> and I think this beer in particular just proves, you know, the old adage that uh, that clarity is way overrated. Uh, this this beer is a kind of a just a really true farm rot uh, old world type product. The way it mm -hmm. looks, yeah. the way it tastes, uh, and it does finish dry. You know, one would think with that with 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 all that could be going on in there that uh, that it would have. It's not as complex maybe as 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 some saisons, but I do like um, the citrus notes in it, and so. Um, I think what they're doing, they're doing it right. They're probably not doing it at a high volume, and that's the way they need to keep it. And uh, for me, at least, yeah, I'm going to edge it on up and give it a four. How about that? Uh, a four. Uh, a body should really not make that sound. Hmm, cool. Uh, Juliana, what do you think about Logson's Oak Age Bread? I really enjoyed this. Um, I got a bit of honey in it, and I got a lot of tart lemon in it um as well as a good degree of oakiness but i thought it was a great beer um very like crisp but not super crisp and um like reverend mark said it is a bit chunky but in a good way and um i, I thought this is a really good beer mm. and i gave it a four how about that a four as well the body should really not make that sound well dave uh it if i say that every time i say the word Oak age brother that you think of me will that make you feel better? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. You're not emotionally scarred from no, that. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be all right. But when Mark said funky, chunky, and hazy, that did. I <laughs> that, thought he was still talking about me in the bikini. But <laughs> right. that, made up, that made up for Yeah, it, I'm, but. I'm free associating. That's <laughs> uh, what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, not to make it all <laughs> Please about be me, more though. trained professionals. Yeah. Don't reuse the word funky and chunky. Tape's <laughs> 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 choking up wrong, on that one. You're down the wrong pipe. 
<laughs> no. Um, so I think this, when I taste this beer, I think um, kind of funky, um, definitely well-rounded. I think the, the barrel aging did kind of smooth it out a little bit. Good citrus, a um, little bit a little bit of barnyard in there to me. Um, I think, like Mark said, not not one of the more complex saisons out there, but it, it definitely has the things that it has going on are really good. Um, I think it's a very solid beer, and I would really like to have a couple bottles of it. So I would definitely give it a four. Oh, how about that as well? Uh, All the way around, a body should really not make that sound four. Well, um, that's kind of cool. So I'm glad uh, glad we got to try that for today. You know, they make uh, a bunch of other stuff at uh, Logson as well. I was kind of looking over some of the other uh, beers that they have here. And uh, so the other one that uh, um, that's done really well is called Sereris, uh, 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 which is a uh, it's a uh, crack. Um, oh, on, wow. with using Oregon cherries. Nice. nice. So that would be really kind of uh, interesting. But the thing that uh, I notice here with just a ton of uh, uh, awards all over it is uh, Passion Brett. Mm. Uh, so it's a uh, it's a peach beer uh, that nice. basically has been uh, both has bread all over it as well as uh, it um, uh, has been barrel aged. So <clears throat> that would be some that's, interesting that's stuff to try. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we got our uh, got some good targets to maybe look at some other thing from Logston's uh, in the future. Well, uh, one of th- uh, so far we've uh, we have a couple of uh, beers that we've tasted here and uh, really enjoyed things. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back with the other two beers here in our show and tell. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Today is a Sud segment. We're talking about beers that's part of a show and tell episode. We have four beers that we've gone that we've brought today. We've talked about two of the four so far, and uh, I just uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about this next beer. I have a feeling it will be a, a really great discussion. So up next is Reverend Mark and talking about Santa Claus 1996. Yeah, I came across this Santa Claus. Um toward i don't know the, the late 90s um was uh in the music city brew off as uh as always every year and uh, it was just the luck of the draw on uh, on a raffle and won um actually a six pack of of different vintage years and so this is the 1996 uh year of the Santa claus which is really the quintessential christmas uh holiday beer really is um it, is, it was brewed um, by the original Santa Claus Brewery in Zurich, uh, beginning in 1979. It's brewed only on December the sixth, uh, which uh, you know certainly tilts it in my favor because that's uh, it's also uh, my anniversary day. Aww. So, but I, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong button, Elaine. I didn't mean it. <laughs> and also, de- and once again, yeah, definitely, they're not going to invite me to dinner. <laughs> Thought you were going to give them some cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> and um, another bit of trivia is December the sixth is Saint Nicholas Day. So, mm-hmm. so this beer is is brewed only on December the sixth, and it was first released in 1979, and it was last released this particular year uh 1996 so it's uh as of today almost 20 years old and um it's it's known (laughs) that's a weak cowbell there (laughs) the cow's almost dead all right so he's not on the beat Well, that does that does sort of intimate how uh, sort of lifeless the pour was. It was a little a little bit like uh, opening up a bottle of port. Uh, didn't sit, get get a whole lot of carbonation in this bottle. Uh, but what we did get, at least what I found, was that it was a uh, very very strong lager. It is actually one of the strongest uh, lagers in the world. Fourteen percent alcohol, B- ABV. Uh, though though sweet, not terribly cloying. Uh, has a 
heath bar type of aspect to it and very dark mm-hmm. fruit kind of stuff going on fig and so forth we're looking at each other across and, the table uh, and going mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and very porty uh you know it's got that just that just that resinous yummy port aspect to it as well so um it's a sentimental favorite probably the last one i'll ever drink um not out of wanting but just out of availability so i'm going to give this particular one a five. Oh wow Well, how about that? Uh, great introduction there, Reverend Mark. I really appreciate uh, going through uh, Sammy Claus. So, uh, go to Gal Juliana. What do you think about Sammy Claus from 1996? I got one word luscious. Very, very luscious. Um, it lingers on the tongue. It's so smooth and it's very, very decadent. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, you could tell that it's a 14% beer, but. It's it's so complex and still so yummy. I mean, the fact that it's been in the bottle since 96 with just a cap, that's really cool. And that says a lot, you know, to, to how this beer was made. Um, just very, very complex, so very, you know, sweet and a lot of dark fruits. And yeah, that, that Heath Bar toffiness was just decadent. Mm. The whole thing is decadent. And yes, it's a five. It's a five all the way. Listen to Egg Time give me another. So uh, I think one of the questions I had for you, what were you saving this bottle for? <laughs> you know, I really, a very special occasion. And, and, but, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and well, it is. Uh, no, no. You know, uh, it just, I thought, Aww. this is, because I've been chipping away at them. I've, I, there were like six special occasions, and this is the sixth. The other five have been long gone. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> But I held on to them all for about 10 years. So, Uh, yeah. I wondered, you know, if that was like an intentional hold or you had a lot of moments that we've had, you know, uh, when you go down um, looking at the cellar and you go, Oh, that's where that is. <laughs> you know? Well, there was a little of that too. And, <laughs> there we go. And it was, and it, we get to it. And it was the cobweb effect. <laughs> what is that hiding <laughs> over there? Back in a deep dark corner. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's brown. It has a silver top. I have no idea what that is. What is that? Oh. That's that beer I was saving for a special occasion just for sips, and smokes. Yeah, that was what went through your head. Hey, I don't think anybody's <laughs> complaining today. <clears throat> no, not at all. Dave, what do you think about Sammy Claus, 1996? So I, uh, I I really don't enjoy most Christmas beers. I mean, they're, you know, ramming them full of, you know, molasses or clove, cinnamon or, oh, yeah. you know, anise or anus or however you want to say it. It tastes like, <laughs> It's like crap, but um, this one is it's you know it's caramel and toffee and it's uh, you know dark fruits like they said. I don't always taste dark fruits, so I don't really get that whole thing. But I get it today. Um, it's very good. It's very viscous. It it coats your mouth, you know, and it lingers there like a good barbecue sauce or something. But it's uh, it's a really delicious beer. I'm glad Mark brought it, and um, I would give it. A five. A five as well. Holy moly. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. So, uh, really uh, interesting um, uh, piece. So, I had a couple of things to uh, talk about. Let me go through my tasting notes first. Which um, So, I wrote down, wow, like 84 layers of wonderful. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, right. like a, it's like a little sour Tootsie Roll. Uh, was in your pocket for about 10 years. Um, you know, I would tell somebody, if you have a beer bucket list, um, which I most people uh, have something like that, you should put this on this. I, I would say this is definitely something that you should have at least once. Um, you know, if you enjoy beer, this, this should be something that um, you have a moment to uh, run across and enjoy. Uh, so my... Suds ratings for Sammy Claus 1996 is also a five as well. So uh, a little different. Um, so I don't know if it was. Uh, I had, there was a little hint of sourness on this, not a lot. And I don't know if it was just because the other beers we had were all sour, and I was tasting this alongside it. Um, 
<clears throat> maybe that was kind of playing into it and I wasn't clearing my palate through, which is probably the case. Dave is going, Yeah, your 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 palate's off, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh when you said the word Heath Bar, uh I think that's a little closer. I was saying Tootsie Roll, you were saying Heath Bar, mm-hmm. and I think it's a little mm-hmm. closer to that kind of chocolate toffee, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing than just the pure, you know, element of uh, sweetness around a uh, that you would have in a Tootsie Roll. Um, <clears throat> but uh, as far as being a spice bomb, I don't think this is it. No, no, I think all of that uh, uh, dip deep concern that um, Dave had of it being, you know, that end of the year, you know, clove spice bomb. <clears throat> That uh, that really was not the case. I don't think that was a reflection of time either. No. So there was no anus in this beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> bikinis <laughs> and anus. Yeah, funny. it's just <laughs> right. So the next anus beer we have to talk about is uh, could that be a theme show? <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, definitely not. <clears throat> Although I am willing to look for it with you. Uh, so, do you have any beer that's about ass? <laughs> there is a Monty Python skit about uh, a spiny go. Norman <laughs> who was a giant edgehog that, that that measured thirty feet from his head to his anus. <laughs> that's a lot of hedgehog. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. So the hedgehog beer show is on. Go ahead, Dave. We'll yeah. start looking for that that's now. <laughs> Set a date. <laughs> it's, everybody's have a, got to have a goal. Yeah. Anyone listening, if you have an anus beer, please send it to. <laughs> well, you know, the. Uh, so we, we talked a little, uh, about cellaring beers, you know, all the time. And so this is an interesting um, experience with cellaring something. So um, I can't say this is the oldest thing I've had. So I talked about the fact that I've I've had this beer three times, <clears throat> not, maybe not this particular vintage. Um, the last time I had Semi Claus was at an event called a Big Bottle Extravaganza, um, and everybody brought a giant uh, 1.5 liter or three liter bottle, you know, to uh, this um, Big Bottle share. And so somebody brought. <clears throat> a fairly large bottle of this. I don't know if it was a three liter or one five, but it, uh, I don't think it had as much age nearly as this did. But, uh, the thing that, uh, it, that essence of the, the taste around this, uh, was nearly identical. Although I would have to say there's more carb on that, on that last version. Has this aged well? I know you guys have had this beer as well in the past. Would it be something that you would age again? Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. For, for something being what, like nineteen years old, you know, yeah, the the carbonation was was pretty much gone, but it was still um, an incredibly drinkable beer. You know, uh, the, I think the the complexity of it increased over time, and I, I think it rounded out very well. Hmm. You know, and with a beer style like this, I almost think that aging it makes it better even in terms of carbonation because sometimes when they're fresh, they're too heavily carbed and that's not a bad thing from the brewer. It's just, you know, the way things get carbed initially. And with this settling out for almost 20 years, I mean, there was still a slight hint of carb, but you just got to enjoy the beer that much more now. So I'm totally down with aging. Hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, was this the only bottle of Sammy Claus that you aged? No, I said like I, I aged all of them about 10 years <clears throat> before I started kind of dipping Wait, into Wait, there's it. more? Yeah, No, 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 they're all gone. Oh, yeah, well. yeah. But see, <laughs> but I, I got the six-pack like 15 or 13 years ago. Hmm. So, what the last I couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, Mike, I picked up some great Sammy Claus, but I'm not going to tell you about it until 90 years from now. Yeah, We're I wish I'd a, held a on to them. microphones. Because I had one that went back to like 92. <clears throat> wow. Dang. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of some interesting, um, you know, thought process I'm having, you know, just kind of tasting this that, um, uh, personally, I th- 
I probably I wouldn't have held it that long. Um, you know, I I think some of the other beers that, that are in this class of those um, high alcohol, very heavy spice beers, um, I've not found them doing very well uh, over time. Um, <clears throat> five years and yeah, it, it doesn't get any better, you know, at all uh, beyond that moment. And really, mm. just the carb just starts to diminish, you know, basically at that point. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this has really held up well in terms of the taste. Um, so I think that uh, you know, in this continuing grand debate about seller or don't seller, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I think that you have to have a, a different mindset. Yeah, you know, I think um, you're right. If you're if you're going to really go for something like this, uh, I think for somebody that I don't know, <clears throat> it's just always an interesting comparison. It, I'm such a diehard wine geek. I think Mark made a good point though. If you thought about it like a port, you know, and and enjoyed it with that frame of mind rather than drinking it like a beer, even a big strong beer, because it's when you know we're drinking very small samples of it and it's you know it's not carved but it's this big thick luscious thing that you you know that coats your mouth and you you kind of just savor it you know in small sips Hmm. yeah and i think one reason i brought it today was because uh it really is worth kind of sharing savoring in small kind of a small quantity i don't know that i would sit down with even 12 ounces of this at one time i'd cap it and drink six ounces at a time perhaps sure mm-hmm. well um yeah it was really uh really great to uh, bring this along so if you had to think about other seller candidates that are in you know this same competing you know type of beer style i mean there's a, some there's some that i've set back like uh cuvee de kaiser Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, Guden Kairos um, is uh, one that I love to set back, you know, for about three years. Um, what is uh, <clears throat> what's the one out of uh, Pennsylvania? The uh, the bad elf or the something elf? Uh, oh, naughty, Treggs. naughty elf. Naughty, uh, yeah, that that's yeah. An, that's one I've set back mm-hmm. and I've enjoyed uh, coming back to over time. Are there other yeah. beers that you guys intentionally set back like that? That are close to this. I got this can mm. of Bud Light that I got in like ninety. <laughs> I've been sitting on it for a while. So it has a pull off ring top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I got a six pack of, of a Billy beer. Uh, <laughs> yes, you does. Mm. I know. I've seen it. You know, uh. we're still waiting. <laughs> it's going to come around sooner or later. <laughs> Showing up on eBay any day now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of that Sam Adams twenty one percent beer. I uh, forget. Oh, the uh, Utopia, yeah, that yeah. Was, so we uh-huh. had that at the Rare Beer Festival, right? And uh, I don't think that beer is going to get any better with time. Mm. You know, it's, mm. it tastes like cough syrup. It'll still taste like cough syrup. It's going to get and twenty years from now. It'll still be cough syrup. It's yeah. a little difficult to even say that's beer, isn't it? Um, pretty difficult. Other beers you set back uh, that you're thinking uh, you want to see what they look like. Anything that you would go toe-to-toe and set back 19 years that's mm. out now. Yeah. I don't mm. know about 19, but aren't the narwhals, I mean, don't they do verticals of narwhals going back that's to true. like 10 years? Yeah. And so, you know, so that's not a bad one. That 120-minute um, IPA, that would be interesting oh, uh, yeah. 20 God years from now. Bless. That would yeah. be an interesting choice. Um, That'll be an antiseptic. Yeah. I've, now I have one that it's far from being twenty years at this point. It's only about five years, but it's uh, the uh, the Eggenberg uh, Ice Bach. Oh yeah, yeah. So that might be a yeah. good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I love the Bigfoots. Yeah, um, I was going to just mention mm-hmm. that. Uh, so Mark and I have been tag teaming, you know, probably through verticals through the last twenty years, and uh, yeah, I mean, some of the Bigfoots that go five years and beyond, they get really interesting you know mm-hmm. uh hopping back through but yeah it's still kind of a hit or miss thing isn't it yeah because we've had yep. some we've opened some up and it's like mm, no that doesn't work <laughs> we've know? had some um i think it's jw lee uh it's for, it's from england it's a harvest ale they're barley wines and i think we had a couple from like 2010 and maybe a couple years before recently that were really really good very complex huh so uh 
I know nothing about getting this beer, Mark. How, how did you get it, and how difficult is it to source this beer? Oh, you mean that this the Sammy Claus? Well, yeah. yeah, no, I did. I got it on a raffle, and this was like around 1999 or something. No, I mean I don't know how to get it. Okay. It, it was it was luck, <laughs> literally the luck of the draw. I have yet to see it in the store. Yeah, here in the states. Yeah. Well, this was this was uh, I think they were the, back then before the the brewery went out of business. You know, I mean uh, Santa Claus went, they went out of business, and then have been taken up by a German company. It was brewed originally in Switzerland, and now it's in Germany. So it's still out under that mm-hmm. same label, same recipe. But. Uh, 1996 was the end of the original brewery huh. and so so that's what we're uh, enjoying today is yeah. the last of the last before so you have to go to switzerland <clears throat> before the germans took it over <laughs> and we're going to add more clove to it <clears throat> yeah the guy that, that started the company music. was a chemist by the name of albert hurleyman like girly man and uh, <laughs> well, of course well, I guess we're not going. I'm just emotionally scarred oh, wow. <laughs> the like bikini theme any, is uh, just moving around we're not getting any vintage uh, Sammy Claus now hey uh, girly man I'd like some Sammy Claus send us some of your beer man <laughs> well uh, well, great discussion um, on uh, Sammy Claus, and I think just cellaring in general. It's always very interesting opening one of these things up because it literally is, you know, it's a time capsule moment, uh, and uh, it's always still a very interesting experiment. It's still very difficult for me to look at uh, the concept of aging beer as a a proactive uh, thing that you would do to always improve the product. Um, where with uh, with red wines, many red wine varietals, you know that that's almost a must. You know, uh, from from my perspective, where you know with beer, it's kind of like, hmm, uh, this is <laughs> going to be really good or really bad. You know, I have no idea. But like how most, this is go down. most white wines, you wouldn't <clears throat> age either, right? So uh, no, about the only wine white wines that I age are uh, Burgundy, white Burgundies, yeah. mm. uh, generally do well. Um, Chardonnay uh, is the base grape. Um, and some and many Chardonnays will uh, do you know fairly well with some aging, but again they don't improve right with age. They just so I, maintain. I would say that in yeah. that particular case, it's more a matter that they they just uh, they're they're not going to turn you know, um, and maybe some of the the elements of the harshness of the fruit is going to soften with time, but. Uh, yeah, just uh, definitely with uh, a lot of the beers that we've opened that we've uh, uh, cellared. And I think this is, is this the oldest one we've had? I think it's going to go mm-hmm. down. Yeah. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, he sandbagged us all totally. Right? <laughs> totally with the show and Now tell. I have some homebrew that's about this old, but, uh, you know, I don't know that I want to bring that out uh, because uh, yeah, we may need, may need to have some sort of... Uh, anesthetic on hand <laughs> well coming right back up after the second break we'll drag out a bottle of Revenmark's dark old ale that was been aged about 12 years from my own cellar so uh let me call the uh paramedics make sure we got every well the medical staff lined up we'll talk about that beer right after this yeah. segment break <laughs> hey we'll be right back <clears throat> Hey, welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. This is good old boy Mike. We're talking about a show-and-tell episode today. Each of the hosts has brought a beer for us to talk about. We've had some good discussion about the three beers that we've talked about so far. We have one more to go through, and by no means is this the last beer of uh, uh, of a lot of great beers. So, uh, Juliana brought uh, a, a beer from uh, Prairie Ale. So, Juliana, tell us all about this beer. So, a complete 180 from the beer we previously discussed, mind you. This is not for the faint of heart. This is um, Prairie's Funky Gold Amarillo. It is a dry hop sour ale. It is the second beer in their dry hop sour ale series. And so, they took um, their base called Gold, which is a sour golden ale, and they gave it a heavy dosing of Amarillo hops. So, the result is a beer with a mix of tropical fruit and prairie funk that we all know and love. 
There are notes of peach, orange, white wine, and citrusy bread that can be found in the flavor and aroma. It is a 7.5% ABV beer, and again, not for the faint of heart. This is funk, and I mean funk, but I really enjoyed this beer. Um, I I did get a lot of barn house in it, and... um, that amarillo citrusy floraliness I, I thought was a really good mix with the brett and um i really enjoyed this beer and can't wait to hear what you guys thought of it cool is this the first time you've had this yes huh <clears throat> cool we've had a lot of other great beers from uh, prairie ale and uh uh do you think it has uh, just amarillo in it or do you think it has a little bit of something else in it amarillo buddy that's it so it's a single hop uh, funked up uh, beer. Yep. Mm, cool. Dave, what do you think about uh, the uh, Prairie Ale Funky Gold Amarillo? Did I say that right? I did. Yeah. You did. How well, the that? first thing I'd like to point out is that she did say barn house. So, <laughs> that, <laughs> ding, ding. And we're still trying to figure out exactly what right. does that smell like. Because <clears throat> there might be some arse in that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we got bikinis, we got anus, we got barnyard. Yeah. You know. Okay, so uh, I, I I do get a lot of uh, sort of a white wine kind of uh, uh, aroma and taste to it, <clears throat> uh, very citrusy. Um, with Prairie, and I, I love all their beers that I've ever had, uh, with their particular strain of Brett, I always get this sort of uh, peppery finish. And it's not like heat or anything, but it's just sort of a kind of a peppery flavor right at the very end, and I really enjoy it. Like that sharpness. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something I don't know. I'll just say peppery. Anyways, um, I think it's. A <laughs> I thought you were gonna say bikini. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, I know that's barnhousey. The uh, bikini is uh, implied. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think it's a very good, very drinkable beer. One in a long line of very drinkable beers from Prairie, and I gave it a four. Uh, a four? How about that? Uh, mm. A body should really not make that sound. Um, well, I think uh, I would echo some of the same sentiment that uh, um, this is just another great, solid beer from Prairie Ale, um, alongside a lot of really great beers, you know, from them. I was lucky enough to have this uh, about two weeks ago um, that I picked it up. So tonight was uh, not the first time that I had had this beer. And I remember, you know, about halfway through, you know, the bottle, I was like, this really rocks, <clears throat> you know. And I, I I don't know that I've had another beer that is just pure Amarillo. Um, gumball. Is Gumball had pure, uh, pure Amarillo as well? If you go to Google and you Google Amarillo hops, you get a picture of Gumball Head. Oh, well, maybe that's why I like them both. Cause, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this totally uh, rocks, the, rocks the house. My tasting notes here on uh, Funky Gold Amarillo. I wrote down sour is definitely the word. Um, it has a more like a Concord grape kind of sourish to it. Um, although, as I was sitting here and I'm like, this is like somebody handing me a lemon that's about five days old, you know, and cutting it in half and going, smell this. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because it smells awesome. I mean, it's very floral. And so maybe it's halfway between the two. So maybe it's a little bit of Concord grape. Maybe it's a little bit of, you know, uh, a, a very ripe uh, lemon uh, that's going on as well. Um, it has a, a little bit of malt um, that's, you know, very present. So there's... Um, uh, you use the word barnhouse. I'm going to say earthy, um, but it, that's it. It's it's something that it's uh, very uh, uh, it's very earthy, <laughs> and, and we can't come up with a better word uh, than earthiness around it. So, um, yeah, just really great. Um, I I hope they make uh, some more batches of this uh, for sure. Um, it, this would be a very interesting beer that would be barrel aged. Yeah. Uh, as well don't you think so mm-hmm. um and i think this would go well in a tequila barrel of all things sure um, no i could totally see that yeah of all the things that they use as a barrel aging product at uh, prairie ale 
Um, I don't know that I've seen a lot of things in tequila barrel. Rum, no. Bourbon, mm -mm, no. It would just completely overwhelm this. But a tequila barrel, I think it'd actually Mm kind of complement it because I think that citrus quality would almost present itself, uh, you know, alongside the tequila element, you know, rather well. Sure. Um, So that would be an interesting experiment for sure. Yeah. Fabulous beer. I'm so glad you brought this. Uh, My Suds rating for Funky Gold Amarillo is also a four. Uh, uh, A body should really not make that sound. And up next is Reverend Mark talking about prairies prairie yeah. funky gold amarillo well i have to say first i just love amarillo hops as a as a home brewer i use them quite a lot especially when you know i'm uh, wanting to get a very intense i think uh, usually bitter. this aromatic i mean yeah. i i guess maybe mm-hmm. i just don't think of amarillo as being quite this aromatic as this beer is throwing off so no but even if you add them in as bittering hops they still carry over with some good aromatics mm-hmm. you know even if you're just using them on the front end of your boil um you know certainly them cascade good fallback citra simcoe you know all those are sort of in the same but i really have always enjoyed uh the 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 layers of flavor and aroma that come from amarello mm. also got a little bit of uh yeah the malt in there when you said the tequila barrel i thought yeah a little agave kind of taste in that uh was there uh, for me my tasting notes say that well, it, i'm a it, post-bottling brewer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of course you are it had some really good floral snap to it uh, in the nose, and then when you tasted it, it was like uh, uh, like an aromatic sagebrush that had been dipped in funk, rolling through the parched palate of your mouth at high noon. Wow. 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 <laughs> that, that, needed a, that needed some background music to it that I, yeah. did, I didn't have the, ready. Uh, opening to a Louis L'Amour. I know. Novel. I got like, you know, Little House on the Prairie going through my head. What, what song does that go with? Yeah, again. Right. Oh. <laughs> well, okay, Mr. Yeah. Emerson. Wow. Please yeah. continue. Yeah. A dry aromatic sagebrush <laughs> dipped in funk rolling through the dry palate of your mouth uh, at high da, noon. Da, 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 da. <laughs> a little bit of horse blanket there, you know, in the background that you, you know, where you've tied your horse up outside the saloon and um, it just the, the taste and the smell's all there. I, I, uh, all I'm smelling is spittoon. <laughs> I'd just like to know who the first guy <laughs> was who tasted a horse blanket and was like, yeah, that's beer. That's kind of and how does Mark know that? <laughs> Is that in the BJCP sensory, uh, sensory yeah. guide horse blanket? You have to, <laughs> to pass the certification, you have to put a horse blanket in your mouth for five minutes. It's, it's a wet horse blanket. Yes. <laughs> well, so maybe we should, we should come up with some items that new hosts have to go through. Yeah. You know, so this is one of them. Yeah. We have to put a horse blanket. You have to take a good whiff of it and then tell us exactly what it tastes like. Yeah. You know. So. Mm. <laughs> now smell this anus. <laughs> <laughs> A little too funny. I like that. All right. We we totally have a torture test coming on. Uh, Did you give your suds rating for that beer? I don't think you did. I yeah. I give it a four. You gave it a four as well. All right. So I just don't remember uh, holding off on that. Well, uh, just a a very great discussion on all four of these beers. And I would definitely encourage you next time that you're out and about and you see any of these beers, if you liked our tasting notes around them or you want to grab one and send us your tasting notes, we certainly love to read stuff from our uh, own uh, listeners as well. Um, I've really enjoyed reading uh, some of the tasting notes on Untapped from our our listeners. Nobody's used the word arse. Or horse blanket. <laughs> so, oh, it's coming now. Oh, yeah, it's coming now. That I can, I can see. Yeah, uh, yeah. This smells like Dave's horse. <laughs> it could be worse. My horse smells quite nice. <laughs> Definitely. Well, let's wrap up our episode for today. 
Uh, really great stuff. Thanks to all of our listeners here on Sips, Suds, and Smokes. You can catch all of our episodes online on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Uncle John's Basement, and Spreaker, our native media host. I need to get a sound club. Spreaker, 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 Spreaker. Our uh, terrestrial radio stations are questioning every single time we use the word horse blanket and want to hit the mute button, <laughs> but they still choose to put our show on the air. They're always expanding, and uh, I'm really grateful for that. We actually added a whole new host of stations this week, so I'm really grateful for everybody that picks up the show. Listen, if you'd like to hear this show on your favorite radio station, send them a note. Copy us as well. Be sure to use the word horse blanket. That's the key word. <laughs> I'm sure they'll get over that. You can reach us online anytime. Our email address is info at Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Listen, if you want to get in touch with Dave, because if you want to send him a stack of horse blankets just for his use. Or request an autographed bikini pic. <laughs> how can they reach you, Dave? Uh, leave the cork in at Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Absolutely. Listen, do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, that's a great big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Listen, our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day. At Sipset Smoke is our handle on Twitter, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Well, I definitely want to thank all of my hosts for being here. Uh, yeah, Dave, I'll throw you in there and <laughs> say I'm grateful that you're here. <laughs> well, bye then. <laughs> Juliana, thank you for uh, being here. Thank you, and horse blanket is the word. <laughs> Good old boy Dave, thank you for joining us today. Longhouse. <laughs> Reverend Mark, thank you for joining us again. Great to be here. Well, this is Good old boy Mike asking you to join us once again and keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.